Um, I, welcome. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're a part of, of what we're doing, whether you're joining us online or you're out in the air conditioning of your car or our awesome group that's here on the lawn sweating it out we're glad that you're here however you're joining us see the body of christ however we choose to get together we are together and that's the beauty of this and so i appreciate you all being here and, and being part of of today i have some important news to share with you some some details that will be addressing where we're going into the future um, originally we planned to go back to indoor worship next week, July 5th. We were going to go back indoors. However, because of the, the constantly evolving COVID-19 thing and, and the spike in positive cases, uh, we will not have indoor worship on July 5th or July 12th. And then we're going to reassess and, and let you keep you posted from there and let you know. However... <laughs> So we're not going to be moving indoors, um, but we will be hosting outdoor services every Sunday starting next week. So we'll be hosting outdoor services, and the biggest change to this, and it's important for you to know, is that we're going to be moving our worship time to 9.30. So starting next week, we are going to have outdoor services at 9.30. And we will also be streaming online, okay? So we'll be streaming it online, but we will be outside at 9.30, um, a little bit more shade, a little bit cooler, we pray. Um, so as long as weather permits, that's what we'll do. So you can bring your camp chairs and sit on the lawn. You can pull up, drive up, and be part of it, or you can watch online. So just to reiterate, no indoor worship, yes, outdoor worship, no 11 o'clock, yes, 9.30, Bring a chair, sit in your car, watch online. And I guess I would just say to this, is just, I really appreciate all of you and your great support and your flexibility as we maneuver these, these days that we're in. Uh, it seems as if we're taking one step forward and then two steps back. And that's actually kind of what I would like to talk about with you this morning for a few minutes. Before we knew whether uh, we were going to be outdoors or indoors or quarantine or not quarantine or, you know, of socially distancing or not, we knew this. We were going to wrap up our streaming at the movie series uh, with the movie Back to the Future. Now, you've, you know this movie, right? Like, unless, if you haven't seen it, it's because, like, you're under 10 years old or you've been living under a rock for 35 years. I mean, everyone knows this movie or at least the premise of it but a little review doesn't hurt either right so here's the premise of the movie before we look at scripture together there's this main character marty mcfly right and he goes back in time to his parents when his parents are teenagers same age when they're in high school and once there he finds that everything he does affects the future Everything he does, the slightest changes to things affect the future and, he, and, he, and actually even his own future. And if he doesn't help things get right, then his future is actually in jeopardy. And here's a thought. <laughs> isn't, in a lot of ways, isn't that how you have felt maybe for the past three and a half months? Like you're, you are so ready to get back to the future, right? You're so ready to get back to what you were looking forward to. 
You're so ready to get back to what you were planning for and, and looking ahead to. You're so ready to get back to that. There's a warning, however, in this theme of, of back to the future. Not the movie, but the thought of getting back to the future. And it's one that we talked about in the early days of our quarantine. I shared it in a message in like the second week of us being shut down. And it's this, that we should not re rush to return to normal until we stop and realize what, and look at and examine what we're returning to. That, that we, should, we shouldn't rush, rush back to normal until we think about and, and examine if it's worth even getting back to. And I hope that you've done that in these days. I hope that as things have been different and, and as, as your life has been different, that you've sat back and thought, okay, now I understand that was important and this wasn't. That I understand that this circumstance wasn't, it, it didn't happen the way I thought, but it's okay and this is really important to me. And you've had a chance to, to look at this and analyze this and examine this in your life. You know, maybe there were some parts of, of your everyday life, you know, pre-COVID, you know, your job and your schedule and your routine and your kids' lives, your, your class life, your workload, and you've come to realize, oh, you know what, things can be different. That we don't have to go 90 to nothing all the time. At the end of this movie that we all know, Marty does get back to the future. I really don't even think I need to say that that's a spoiler alert. I think we all know <laughs> He gets back to the future. And here's what happens when he gets there. He is amazed at the changes that occurred in his parents' lives, in his siblings, and, and even in himself. Why? And, and this is really what I want you to hear today. Why? Why was he amazed at this? Because he made some intentional changes while in the past before he got back to the future. Marty made some intentional changes and he made them during this crazy, mixed up science experiment gone awry. And, and Marty steps back into a future because of those changes that is full of promise and suddenly it's full of possibility. See, before his dad was bullied and pushed around and, and, and just cowering, really, not, not, no self-assurance, no, nothing about him was you know, ready to go out and conquer the world. His mom was unhappy. His siblings had no purpose. And when Marty gets back to the future, what he finds because of those intentional changes in the movie, we see that his dad suddenly had confidence and that he was, he was a, a man of purpose. His mom had joy, and, and his siblings had, had, uh, were looking to the future. They, were, they had promise. They were not just uh, lazy, but they were going forward. Porch community, listen, it, this isn't so much about a movie. I think you've understood that and in the last several weeks as Justin and I have shared with you that, yes, Jesus told parables and he told stories, but it was to make a spiritual point, and this is not so much about a movie. It's not about Michael J. Fox playing Marty McFly as it is, what is the spiritual truth that can be found here? And what I would say to all of us is that, Porch Community, is that we are in the process right now, in our lives, right in this moment, we are in the process of getting back to the future. I mean, think about it. Like, we are in that, this moment of getting back to the future. I mean, businesses are reopening 
churches are trying to reopen we're trying to be creative schools are planning to to resume in the fall all these things are slowly we're getting back to the future and like Marty what I would suggest is that if you haven't already that you would make some first examine your your life examine what what you've been without or what you've been striving for or what you can't wait to get back to and and realize and look and see are there some changes that need to be made are there some intentional changes maybe even the smallest thing during let's admit are we not living in a crazy mixed up science experiment gone awry right now I mean isn't this kind of what we're living in have you, have you been intentional about things being different for the better? Because I just don't know if we're ever going to have this moment in our lives again. I hope not. I want to share some scripture with you this morning based off of two questions I want to ask. The first question is this as we ponder and think about getting back to the future the first question is what has your purpose as a follower of Jesus looked like like what is your if you're a follower of Jesus what has it actually looked like during this time of you know having to be separated you know where there was a time of like strict quarantine and social distancing i'm i'm pretty sure that a lot of us as we've gotten around other people we still keep that group kind of uh you know it's it's a group of people we know and we're around often like you know and, and as what ha, as a christ follower what does your purpose look like with those people like when you were just reduced in the early days to just family and maybe really, really close friends, you know, maybe roommates or those kinds of things. In those early days, what did it look like for you as a follower of Jesus? What kind of impact did you have with those people? You know, have you had, have, you, have we made the most of our time with, with you know, these people when it was a smaller group? those we feel comfortable being around and listen no one is going to notice Jesus working in you more than those who know you best I mean think about that and I ask that question because see scripture shows us that you and I have a responsibility to these exact people these really small group of people whether it's our family or those really really close to us you and I have a responsibility to that first group and we find it in Mark chapter 5. Jesus has just healed a man. And he's sending this man back. And Jesus doesn't tell him to go to the, the city gates. He doesn't tell him to go and find the largest group of people and stand before them. This is what Jesus tells this man to do in Mark chapter 5 verse 19. He says, go home to your family and friends. See, Jesus has just done a work in this guy's life, and the first people that Jesus wants him to tell this to is his family and his friends. And he says, tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and this is my favorite part, and how he has had mercy on you. See, there's this opportunity that we have had, and it's not gone from us yet. 
as we are with a smaller group, a more intentional group of people, for us to be people who say, this is what Jesus is doing in my life. Let me tell you about the mercy that he has had on me. And that's, that's being real. That's sharing who we are. That's saying, God, through Jesus Christ, is making a difference in my life. So we have a responsibility to do this. Jesus encourages this. And so you've, I'm thinking like family and friends. It makes me think about, we talk about our neighbors, right? And in Proverbs chapter 3, it says this, beginning in verse 27. It says, never walk away from someone who deserves help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Never tell your neighbors to wait until tomorrow if you can help them now. See, there's been this opportunity as we have been, uh, as, our, as our social circle has been much smaller for uh, several months, for us to actually know our neighbors, to actually know the people around us. And Scripture shows us to, to, be, to be a neighbor, to be neighborly, to, to look after those that are right around us. So the question, the first question I ask you is, is have you been intentional? Have you been someone as a follower of Jesus who, is, who has made the most of being with your family? You've made the most of being with those that you are, you've been with, I would say stuck with, but then that sounds negative, that you've had the joy of being with all the time and your neighbors. What kind of impact have you had on them? I mean, what an unbelievable opportunity we've had these past three and a half months to be with these people. Opportunities that are still present, opportunities that can have amazing... Here, listen, think about the movie for a minute. Opportunities that just the slightest word of encouragement, slightest, that can have an amazing, wonderful effect on the future for Jesus. Think about that. Now here's the second question I want to ask you, and it's this. As we get back to the future, as we make our way back, and, and I would say, I would call like the, my family and those I've been around during this time my own little individual world, right? Just imagine it's my own little world. You've got your little world and, and your people that you've been around, you feel safe around, you're okay with, right? As we get back to the future and these individual worlds start to expand again, Right? What difference are we going to make once our individual worlds start to expand again? What's going to be different or is it just going to be the same? Is it just going to, are we going to go right back to how we were doing things? Or is there an opportunity to do things differently when we get back to the future? In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he's writing to encourage them. And, and he's talking about his own example of, of what he has done, of, of how he has lived his life to make a difference. And he says this, beginning in verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 9, he says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Okay, so as his, as he understands that he could have his individual little world, but because of Jesus... As the opportunities present himself, he wants to have an impact on these people that he comes around. And then he actually lists the types of people. And, and, and you see that, that there's a dichotomy here because he says religious people, non-religious people, meticulous moralists, 
loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. He says, I didn't take on their way of life. It's important to note. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered into their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. That is a timely word right there, friends. He says, I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts. Here's what he's doing, right? He's not just in his individual world. He's not just with, you know, Timothy or, you know, any of his uh, helpers and assistants. He, he's, he's expanding his world as he is able. And he says this. I've become, or where is, I lost my, my spot. In, oh, I've done this. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. That, that's his purpose. That's his point is, okay, I'm getting back to the future. Okay, my, my little world is expanding now. I want to be a light for Jesus Christ. He says, I did all this because of the message, because of the gospel. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. I want to be in on it. And I know there's, there's several of you. I've, I've talked to you. I've read messages from you. I've, I've seen it. I can see it in your eyes. You are so ready to be back to the future. You're so ready to be back to, to being able to, to be in worship and to serve and to... And be the church together, physically together. And I want that too. And when we're able to do that again, when we're able to get back to the future in that regard, friends, I want us to be like Paul and do all of the things that we do because of the message of Jesus Christ, not just so we can say we got together. I want to do it because of Jesus and I don't want to just talk about it. I want us to be in on it. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it says this. Again, Paul writing. He talks about how we can make an impact on others. He says, reach out to those who are oppressed, share their burdens, and so complete Christ's law. So remember the question as, as your individual world is now expanding as we get back to normal and restrictions change and things like that, what are you doing in the name of Jesus? Like, I think we need to be really intentional about this. What are you doing as a Christ follower as you know that, that okay, now more people can gather. Okay, now the church building can open. Okay, now you can go here and you can go there and, and, and you can be around others. What are you doing, Christ follower, to have an impact on other people? I think that's a really important question for each and every one of us to answer. One of the frustrations that I've had as we have been kind of locked down as a church is the, the inability as the church in a larger way to be present. You know, I know it was really disappointing for, for Justin and Allison and our student ministry, for Drew and our middle school, you know, for them to not be able to do missions this summer. I know it was frustrating for, for Kristen, our kids' pastor, to not be able to do a vacation Bible school like we've done. I know that, that, that we were talking at one point about young adults going and serving, you know, and that we weren't able to do that. There's been a frustration about that. In the early days, we really wanted to do something. And there was, because of restrictions, we just couldn't do it as 
the Porch Community Church in mass going somewhere together. But one of the things I've been really encouraged about, and actually I've, I've hinted at a few times about I wanted to share with you, and I'm finally going to share with you because I think it's indicative of who we are and who we want to be as the Porch Community Church, is that God has without a doubt blessed us during this time. I mean, God has been faithful to our church. You have been faithful in supporting the church. Like financially, you have been faithful people in, in making sure that the church is here and open and we're paying our bills and we're paying our staff and that we're able to offer ministry to you in, in different ways and creative ways as we are able to. You have been faithful. I mean, when the world was shutting down and the future looked bleak, you, Porch Community, continue to be faithful. And I just want to say thank you for that. So much so, you've been so faithful that I went before our ministry board and I asked them to consider doing something that might seem odd to some people, especially in the current climate, right? While finances were uncertain for everyone, I asked our ministry board, can we please give some money away? And I told them, I said, God's been faithful. Our people have been faithful. And I want us to continue that faithfulness. For us to do what Galatians 6.2 says, to help those in need. You know, right now we can't go out in a large group. So, so the board said, yes, yes, let's do this. So what we did is, here's what we did. We looked at our giving since March 12th, since mid-March, when we shut down, when everything shut down, we looked at our giving from that point up until uh, when we last met. And we said, okay, of all that's been given in that time, let's take a tithe out of that. Let's take 10% out of that. And now let's find some, some groups who are currently boots on the ground doing work where we as the church can't get there. We can't do what they're doing. We don't have the connection, the relationships. We can't send a large group. We can't send our student mission team there. We can't do that, but we want to find this. And so what we did is we, we took that amount. We took, we took $7,000 and we earmarked that and we have been able to present checks to two of the four so far of different local groups who are right in the middle of it right now so that, I mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds into the thousands of meals have been prepared and given out to people by a ministry called Living Bridges here in Valdosta and we were able to present the, the director of that group with money. But not only that, but as we talked about it as a board, one of our board members said, well, hey, I want to go help. And so he and his wife have been going and helping every week. And another of our board members, the whole reason we knew about this group is they said, hey, I've been preparing food and taking it to this group. And so we've been able to be present in a way that... that that we, we were trying to be creative and being present. We wanted to support them. We said, look, and I, I stood there with that check and I handed it to the director and I said what I just said to you. I said, God has been faithful and our people have been fa faithful and we want to be faithful to you and what you are doing to make an impact in our community. So see, remember the questions? What have you been doing as you've been closed up 
And what are you going to do now as your world expands? See, the opportunities are there. They're before us. We also were able to take a check to a, a ministry called Called to Care. And what they do is they help equip people to foster children. People that didn't have resources, they didn't have clothing or bedding or toys or all the things that, that they... That, it kept them from being able to foster or do it well. And so we went and, and took money there. And as, as our world expands again, we want to partner in bigger ways with Call to Care. And there's other groups that we're going to do this with. So your faithful porch community, I just want you to hear this, it is multiplied. You weren't physically there. You didn't deliver the check. You didn't make the meal. You didn't hand the box of food over or the clothing over. You didn't do that. But let me tell you, you have been a part of that. We want to help those who are in need. I pray that as we get back to the future, that as individuals, as, as families, as, as friends, as co-workers... See, as we expand here, right? As strangers, right? As a community, my prayer for us is that we would be very intentional right now, today, if we haven't yet, about making some changes during this crazy, mixed-up science experiment gone awry as we make our way back to the future. And because of it, what happens is is that we step into a future that is full of promise. We step in, back into a future that is full of possibility. We step back into a future that is full of purpose in the name of Jesus Christ, not just getting back to normal because. We get back to normal because of Jesus. What's your purpose been as a follower of Christ with your small group, your family, those close to you? What will be your purpose as your world expands and you get back to the future once again. I look forward to the future, Porch Community. I do. And it, and it starts now with you and with me. As we pray together now and, and end our time in worship, I'll ask the band to come up. I just want to say thank God and thank you and thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being the church. Thank you for doing all that you've done. Who knows what the days ahead are for us? We don't know. But we want to be faithful to Jesus Christ as a church and as individuals. After we uh, sing together and, and uh, worship together, uh, the parking team will direct you guys when to, when to go and pull out. And we will have uh, volunteers at the end of the road as you, before you pull out onto Forest Street. And... Um, They'll have a bucket, and if you do have an offering that you want to make today, you can certainly place that in there as, as you go. And um, if not, if you're like me and a whole lot of the rest of us, we just continue to give online and do that. But let's take a moment and thank God. Father, we um, say thank you for the way in which you have blessed us, worked in our lives, provided for us, taken care of us, kept us. Lord, we pray for those who are affected by, by COVID right now and who are, who are home and who are waiting on test results and who are wondering what's in store. God, would you be with them? Would you bless them? Would you give them encouragement? 
Father, would you take the gifts that, are, that we uh, give to you, and God, would you continue to multiply it? And would you continue to show us ways that we can impact our community, and whether we can be there physically or not, that we can bless them so that the message of Jesus Christ and his saving grace is made known. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.